everybody. Welcome back to Thrillers by the Book Club Pod. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to talk to you today about thrillers. How's it going? It's going. You know, okay. I'm I'm working. I'm watching TV. I'm uh-huh. decorating. I decorated my whole yeah. house for Halloween. Did I did I Honestly, did I watch that video a couple of times, like looking at every little item uh-huh. you have? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I am that creepy stalker. <laughs> it's like mainly all from Target. I'm but not going to lie. I was like, look how cute. They're so cute. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, normally I'll try to wait until the beginning of September, but not this time. I couldn't well, wait. For listeners, it's already end of September. So right. listen, so you're right normal. on time. You're on time. Doesn't It's all good. Yeah, no, I'm totally Good. normal. I waited until October. You're welcome. People. Hey, it's funny because, um, well, by now when this comes out, it'll fall is already here. Yeah, well, fuck Hallelujah. I know. Hallelujah. I fall. I was in a meeting today, and my VP was talking about how, like, oh, when it turns to August, I'm instantly wanted to be fall. I'm like, totally get that. She's like, Same. I'm bringing out like all the pumpkin spice drinks, and I was like, hmm, see, nope, that's where I draw the line. Like, that's, yeah. That's got to be September. I can't do it in August. It just, I just can't. Yeah. But decorations, I'm like, I want to have as long as possible. I mean, you put your tree up, right? Your Halloween tree? I did. And that stays up till Christmas? Like through Christmas, right? No, not. It just stays up till Thanksgiving. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, not long enough. I want to leave it up forever. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the best. So, yeah. Decorated. I've been watching. So, a long time ago, I talked about the show The Traders, which I'm like obsessed with on okay. Peacock. Okay. And obviously, they oh, have. Oh, it's a, the reality show, right? Yeah. Okay, it's okay. like where there's like people trying to trick the other people. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh, it's so good. But obviously, there's only one season, so that's depressing. But I found out there's an Australian version, so I got really excited about that because it's the same but better accents. So that's very fun. So I'm into that for you. That, Excited that we're going to BoucherCon next weekend. Oh, yeah. That's going to be Spanish. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm planning on treating it like it's an actual vacation. Yeah. Because Thriller Fest is amazing and it was great. But the last two times when I've gone, like I'm mm-hmm. there for learning. Right? Like, yeah. I feel like it's still for work. So this is going to be cool because I was so excited just to go as like, as a reader and yeah. you know, talk with other readers and authors and stuff. But yeah. That is, and then I'm also, I told my friend, I was like, am I probably going to skip a bunch of sessions and hang out at the pool? Yes. Yeah. That's no, that's be- fair. I was reading the panels and like the topics and stuff. And I'm like, do readers care about this stuff? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard interesting. to know. Yeah. So I was, I was excited, but looking over the panels, there's only a couple that I'm really excited about. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just like meander around because. Yeah. I mean, obviously seeing Alice Feeney is going to be huge. Amazing. 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 I can't wait. Can't wait for that. And there's some other like really interesting ones. But then I was like, huh, this doesn't seem like it's for readers. It seems like it's for authors, honestly. Really? It'll be. Yeah. I I guess it'll be interesting when we go to see kind of like compare and contrast. And then (laughs) next year I can't go to Thriller Fest. My brother's getting married that weekend. So which is 
fine. Yay. I'm excited. You're finally getting married. <laughs> but like of all the weekends. Yeah. Anyway, hi, me. Right. But um, so I'm thinking about other conferences I want to go to next year. And so I'm looking at like Killer Nashville, which mm-hmm. is um, another conference. Again, it's more geared towards writers, but they do have readers there. And yeah. then BoucherCon will be in Nashville next year as well. They're like a couple oh. weeks apart. So I was like, maybe I'll just like I hop into Nashville for the month of August next year. Kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But this fall in November is Nordic Noir mm-hmm. in I or it's Iceland Noir. It's not Nordic Noir. It's called Iceland Noir in Iceland. Yeah. Which I think sounds amazing. It and does. Then next spring is Hamptons Who Done It in the Hamptons. Which I I'm know like, there's so mm. many fun things. Yeah. It's I've been learning more and more about them. Oh, Left Coast Crime next year is gonna be in Seattle. So I'm super stoked because I'm like, I can go to a, a conference here in yeah. Seattle. And like stay home. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Save some money. Anyway. Yeah. Have you gone to BoucherCon before? No, no? this will be my okay. first time. Yeah, so okay. I'm really interested. I never even knew these things existed. Right. I had no idea that there were these conferences for like readers and authors getting together specifically for mystery thriller genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really interested to see how how it goes and kind of start like comparing the experiences. And then maybe we'll be able to share with our listeners, like, here's the ones as a reader you want to go to, as an aspiring author, go to these. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. A all of the above social media influencer, go to these. You know, right. I don't know. Like the fun. best one for each different thing. Yeah. Because right. there's yeah. so many. Yeah. I mean, and they're all over, so they could be like in your, you know, in your town or um, wherever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I'm looking. Forward no, 100. It. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I also can't wait. It'll just be nice to like be in San Diego too, hanging out. You know. Yeah, I the last one to San Diego was my first spring break in college. We okay. weren't even old enough to drink yet. So nothing nice. really exactly. It was like, oh, great. We went to the beach and it's like cloudy because it's March. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. Like the best <laughs> experience. I mean, it was good, but I'm excited but for it going wasn't, in August yeah. to be like, San Diego. I love San Diego. It's so nice. The weather's so nice. It's like a cooler yeah. version of here, which I love. Nice. Any hoot all the weather. What have you uh, been up to? You know, well, this week, I finished my book, so that's done, Um, and I am going through editing it right now, like hand editing, and so yeah, that'll be going out before we go to BoucherCon. I'm going to send out all my queries. That's so so exciting. That's literally so exciting. It really is. It just, it feels like a, it feels weird because I'm like, what am I going to do with my time? Who, so how do you decide like who you're going to send them to? Yeah, great question. So I have the folks that I pitched at Pitch Fest in June. So those are, I have seven of those, I think I'm sending to. And then mm-hmm. I've gone through and I've done a lot of research. I did research between the manuscript wish list and Twitter and websites and just all different kinds of things. Reading, looking in the back of my some of my favorite thrillers, books and the acknowledgements to say names of agents. So just done a lot of research. Okay. And I've, mm-hmm. I've got a spreadsheet and I have them kind of listed out, ranked based upon what I conceive my interest or our compatibility. But I yeah. have no idea. You know, I won't know yeah. until we start getting into it. And yeah, so that's what I'm sending. It. That's what I'm doing. And I'm just doing chunks at a time. Like, I'm not going to send out 100. One, it's too spammy because I want to personalize every letter. But two, if you get a couple of requests, then it's, yeah, there's just like this game you kind of have to play with how many requests you send out at a time and then how sure. many you send out again. So 
yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. I do have a fun thing, though, I thought would be cool. When I start querying, which will be, again, those already have happened on my Instagram. But if you are still looking at my Instagram and, and maybe I haven't gotten any responses yet, um, I'm going to do a book giveaway for every rejection I get. <laughs> yeah, because so that the, is fun. Yeah, because it's so hard for yeah. to be rejected over and over again. And I was like, how am I going to make this into an experience that feels positive? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to give away a book for every rejection. And I've got a ton of books that I need to like clear off the shelves. So I love it. My losses, our listeners win our game. Yeah, so, lucky for you guys. Yay. Maybe you won't get rejected at all, though. So I mean, maybe I won't be giving away many books. Let's knock on wood. That'd be really yeah, cool. Don't get their hopes <laughs> up. Maybe <laughs> it'll be zero, but, and they'll be like, "What?" Yeah, I in that case, thought. then I'll just do a big giveaway because, like, I need, I got to get rid of all these books. Yeah, <laughs> just one but, happy giveaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got an agent. So anyway, yeah. that's that's my plan right now. And so since that's I awesome. just finished that the other day, basically just been kind of like numb honestly mm-hmm. just kind of like walking mm-hmm. around like I don't what am I doing now what is mm-hmm. yeah lots of shark week lots and lots of shark week still <laughs> still I like it's the perfect thing to put on in the background because I'm like I don't have to pay attention then all of a sudden I'm like there's a shark jumping out oh my gosh anyway okay okay i'm okay. lame so there's no, that <laughs> fine it does seem distracting feel your judgment um okay good but okay great. great great i was trying to to share it with you appreciate <laughs> appreciate that Re- are you reading anything uh i am i'm Ooh. reading so after i've been kind of on a simone st james kick mm-hmm. honestly lately i don't know why but all her books have really like I just want to read her whole backlist. hitting the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten like all her backlist books. So right now I'm reading The Haunting of Maddie Claire mm-hmm. and it's very good. I'm really enjoying it. Arrived today because of you was The Silence for the Dead. So that good. Came in, that came in the mail today and I was like, oh, can't wait to read this. And it's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like all of them are just, I don't know. She just has this way to make you like so invested in what's happening hmm Yeah. No. So, I'm very, I'm very I'm looking forward to it. So, okay, so you're reading a lot of Simone St. James. Yeah, I'm reading. I mean, I think this is the last one I haven't read of hers. So oh, perfect. That'll be sad, but it's okay. Yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? So I'm reading that one. I that's really it. What about you? I am almost done with one of the, I'm gonna talk about it today, but The Marriage Act by John mm-hmm. Mars. But yeah, I I really, really like it. But it took me a couple of days because I got to chapter 10 and then there's a couple that one of the people has dementia. And of I was course. like, Aww. they always um, know. I know. So I like debated a lot. I like reached out to some people. Mm. Um, I'm going to give a big shout out to Kaylee at the book pair. She's at the book pair, P-E-A-R on Instagram. She's always like my go to. So helpful and giving me updates like, hey, you should not read this book because it has dementia in it. Oh, so that's thank awesome. you, Kaylee. Yeah. So she I put up like a question asking that and she answered. And she was like, well, here's kind of like gave me a little bit about it. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, I feel like I can I can do it. So um, so it just took that's me a couple awesome. days. Yeah. So that's why it's not done. But yeah, that's what I'm reading. That's my story. Oh my gosh. And we have a special episode for you guys today, we which do. is going to be very exciting. Yes, um, it is. I can't wait. But first, let's do Pub Day. 
Sure. Okay. All right. Well, there only have three today for pub day. Oh, um, small pub day. Uh, small pub day. But I think these are some good ones here. Today is Tuesday, September 26th. And the first book I'm going to be talking about is called Fear is Just a Word by Azam Ahmed. This is a true crime novel from uh, Penguin Random House. Mm hmm. It begins on an international bridge between Mexico and the United States as 56-year-old Miriam Rodriguez stalks one of the men she believes was involved in the murder of her daughter, Karen. He is her target number 11, a member of the drug cartel that has terrorized and controlled what was once Miriam's quiet town of San Fernando, Mexico, almost 100 miles from the U.S. border. Having dyed her hair red as a disguise, Miriam watches, waits, and then orchestrates the arrest of this man, exacting her own version of justice. Woven into this deeply researched, moving account is the story of how cartels built their power in Mexico, escalated the use of violence, and kidnapped and murdered tens of thousands. Karen was just one of the many people who disappeared, and Miriam, a, a brilliant, strategic, and fearless woman, begged for help from the authorities and paid ransom money she could not afford in hopes of saving her daughter. When that failed, she decided that fear is just a word, and she began a crusade to track down Karen's killers and to help other victimized families in their search for justice. What do people do when their country and the peaceful town where they have grown up become unrecognizable, suddenly places of violence and fear? Azam Ahmed takes us into the grieving of a country and a family to tell the mesmerizing story of a brave and brilliant woman determined to find out what happened to her daughter and to see that the criminals who murdered her were punished. Unforgettable, a moving portrait of a woman, a town, and a country, and of what can happen when violent forces leave people to seek justice on their own. Ooh, that I mean, super powerful. Yeah, right? So that's called Fear is Just a Word from Azam Ahmed. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this sounds wow. Yeah. The next one is called The Invisible World by Nora Fussner. It's a supernatural horror from Vintage Anchor. Eve is a frustrated young artist and the owner of what she believes is a haunted house. Sandra is an overworked producer at Searching for The Invisible World, a paranormal investigations show perpetually on the brink of cancellation. For Eve, Searching for is a once-in-a-lifetime chance for validation. For Sandra, it's another soul-crushing week of work at a dead-end job. But then the impossible happens. Shelves collapse, electronics go haywire, a cameraman disappears in the dead of night. And behind the camera is teenage ghost hunter Caitlin finally glimpsing the other side. As the terror mounts, it's up to Sandra to create order from madness, or will the madness take her too? So, looks like Spooky. a lot of stuff's going on in the invisible world. Uh-huh. Um, the next one is The Haunting by Natasha Preston, a YA thriller from Random House. Penny's trying to forget her ex, Nash. His father was arrested for the brutal murder of four teenagers on Devil's Night last year. Penny's parents have forbidden her to have anything to do with Nash or his family. It's hard not to think about of what, what happened as spooky season gets underway, but she's trying. That stops when she goes to the Halloween store with her friends to find a costume. What she finds instead is ripped from a horror movie, a classmate bleeding out on the floor oh. of a dressing room, stabbed. Is a copycat killer on the loose? The adults are saying no, but Penny knows better. That sounds good. Yeah, that's called The Haunting by Natasha Preston. So congratulations, authors, on your pub day and listeners. I hope you picked up something new this week. I know that I'm probably going to pick up fear is just a word, honestly. Yeah. It sounds so amazing. So... 
Anyway. Yeah, those all sound really interesting and they're all kind of different, which I like. Yeah. And the last two, especially perfect for Halloween, like spooky season. Yes. So. Which is coming up. So Yay. Yay. it's Hooray. here. Okay. It's great. here. Our episode today is another favorite author ranking. So Woo-hoo. we are taking some of our very favorite authors and ranking their books and saying which ones are our favorite and which ones are our second favorite. And that's it because they're our favorite authors. So they're mm-hmm. our favorite or second favorite. So the author that I'm going to be talking about today is Mary Kubica. Ooh, love she, her. Yes. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to talk about her books. I've read for quite a few of her books. And so I am going to talk about my top four okay. today. And my number four is Just the Nicest Couple. Okay. This book was about two couples who are friends. And then one of the husbands goes missing. Jake is this surgeon who is constantly under pressure. So when he goes missing, his wife, Nina, thinks that he's just blowing off steam, especially because they have an argument right before he leaves. And Nina's close friend, Lily, thinks that she is the last person to see Jake before he disappeared. And so she's all worried. And she tells her husband, Christian, that she thinks that she might have something to do with Jake not coming back. And so they decide, okay, nobody can find out about Lily and Jake's interaction. But Nina really wants to know what happened and is not going to stop looking for Jake. So this book, I thought it was really interestingly written because it felt like a script or Hmm. like a narration instead of a book. So that caught me off guard at the beginning because it kind of felt like you're reading like a narration of a story and not a story, which was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, Like you could very much feel the third, the omniscient narrator. Yes. Like it was was kind of strange just because I haven't read her other books like that either. Like they don't seem like they're usually in that format, you know? Yeah. Maybe it was a stylistic choice. That's interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. But the setting is pretty much all in the minds of Nina and Lily. So a lot of things happened with like this, their thoughts, their feelings. So it was a little bit slow just because it was constantly like going back and forth about what mm-hmm. they were thinking. There were some red herrings in this book. And I thought that the multiple perspectives were really good. Uh, I thought that was fun. It was a little bit repetitive, I would say. So that's why I ranked it as number four. But she's still such a great writer. And I really liked the different parts of this story that all came together in the end. Nice. And that was Just the Nicest Couple. By Mary Kubica. Yep. Okay, cool. I haven't read that one yet, but I am very excited to. Okay, so the book, the author I am ranking today is John Mars. Mentioned mm-hmm. him earlier. So he's got a lot of, I think all of his books are standalones, but okay. he has a universe of speculative fiction that is incredible. So it's thriller, speculative fiction thriller, and then he has like straight thrillers. So I'm only going to be talking about the speculative fiction ones, which is like the quote unquote, the one universe. Yes. Yeah. So my number four in the four books in this it's not, it's, it's not even a series. I just like it's the universe. Yeah. And I, I'm obsessed too because they all interconnect to each other. Like I'm listening to, like I said, The Marriage Act right now. And then it's talking about things that happened in other books. And I'm just like, oh God, I just I I love like it. eat that stuff up. It's so yeah. good. Okay. So number four is The Minders. This book is 
a little different, I think, than the other three. It is in the 21st century, information is king, computers can be hacked, and files can be broken into. So a unique government initiative was born. Five ordinary people have been selected to become minders, the latest weapon in thwarting cyber terrorism. Transformed by a revolutionary medical procedure, the country's most classified information has been taken offline and turned into genetic code implanted inside their heads. So together, the five know every secret, the truth behind every government lie, conspiracy theory, cover up. This seems like a bad plan. Yeah, right? Like, honestly, like, how is it better? How is it safer in the minds of only five people rather than on the cloud? This was outside of my comfort zone, for sure. So I would say, like, I think I maybe gave this like a three because I was like, okay. I mean, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. The other three, I'm just like, all five stars are amazing. I just... This premise um, makes no sense to me already. Yeah, it's a little, so it's just a little bit odd, but all of these books are written very similarly in the way that they are all done in multiple POV. There's an underlying story that's happening across the entire book, which the characters in the book are all responding to. And it's like a national thing that they're responding okay. to. So this one is different because it's all five of those those people, the minders, and like the way that they're going through things. And then you'll see in the other ones, there's like an event that happens everyone responds to. So I would just say it's cool if you're like interested in cyber terrorism at all. Like it's an interesting perspective. The thought about like government conspiracies, things like that. All of that way outside my comfort zone. Sure. But interesting nonetheless. Um, But I wanted to include it because it's part of this universe. And uh, yeah. So the minders, if you're into like a tech, a tech one, this is a good one for you. A tech thriller. It sounds very computery. <laughs> yeah. And they, they have their own things where they have their own secrets that they're trying to like continue to live their lives and stuff. But like nobody can know that they have these this knowledge. And I don't I know. I mean, people people know. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So line number three is the good girl. And I took this quote. This, this is like from the back of the book. It says, I've been following her for the past few days. I know where she buys her groceries, where she works. I don't know the color of her eyes or what they look like when she's scared, but I will. Uh-huh. 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 So this book is about Mia. One night she goes to a bar to meet her boyfriend. But when he doesn't show up, she leaves with a stranger, um, Colin. And so at first, Colin seemed like a safe one night stand. But following Colin home turned out to be the worst mistake of her life. Because Colin decides to hide Mia in a secluded cabin in rural Minnesota instead of delivering her to his employers like he was going to. Okay. Um, so he was supposed to kidnap her and bring her to his employers. Instead, he's like, nah, I feel bad about that. So I'm just going to hide her in this cabin. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, Yeah, cool. and he felt too guilty. So he was just like, mm, until I decide what to do, you can be here. So Mia's mother and a detective start looking for them. This story was told by Eve um, Gabe, who's the detective. Sorry, Eve is the mother. Gabe is the detective and Colin, um, who's the kidnapper, in alternating viewpoints. And it switched between before and after, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. So setting up the plot this way made me even more curious about what happened I thought the characters were well-developed. She gave a lot of good backstory to each one so you knew how they each got to this certain place in their life and, like, why they were here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did empathize a lot with Colin, which doesn't happen very often since he's like the kidnapper. But I was also like, oh, poor sweet baby angel. Um, <laughs> so this was one of those books that makes you suspect everyone. Oh, I love that. Um, which I love. And even though I was like, okay, some of these plot points do seem kind of obvious. The ending was a surprise. So I really oh, enjoyed good. that. Yeah. So that was The Good Girl. I really like it when an author can make me think every character is the is right. like is the one because then I love like coming up with theories throughout the yeah. book. It's one of my favorite parts about reading a mystery thriller is like, ooh, what's the what's the twist going to be? What's the or like why secret? would it be this person? Why yeah. would it be this person? Like, and then you like your whole thing shifts like every time you're like, no, it totally is this person. Like uh-huh. when an author can take you on the journey and you let yourself go on it, oh, it's so good. I agree so with good. you. Awesome. Okay, so my number three is The Marriage Act, the one I'm listening to right now. And I'm I'm probably like three quarters of the way through. So, I mean, it's very good. All these books are set in the UK and they're all in distant future UK. What I love is like, there's a reference to Harper Beckham's <laughs> clothing line nice. and King William and things like that. So I love, I'm, it. I love it because it's like, okay, this is all speculative as it could be real. Yeah, yeah. So The Marriage Act is about Britain in the near future, where a right-wing government believes that the the answer to society's issues is called the Sanctity of Marriage Act, which actively encourages marriage as the norm, and it punishes those who remain single. What? Yeah. So there are four couples that are about to discover just how impossible the relationships can be when the government is monitoring every aspect of their personal lives, their words, every disagreement, everything to make sure that they are staying healthy in their marriage so the sanctity of marriage act is not a you know a man and wife and that's the only version of marriage it it literally is any part of marriage because they live in a world where the one has taken place which the one is a genetically perfect soulmate for you it's your perfect partner so that could be like it could be a man it could be a woman it could be an old person a young person it could be someone across the world whatever right okay. so that is for the world that they live in so this book is about smart marriages and so these people they sign up to be a part of the sanctity of marriage act and you can choose not to but if you do oh. choose to be a part of the sanctity of marriage act which you want to you get major financial incentives you're like at the top of a list when you go into a doctor's office, you like all of these different things. Yeah. So it's like they really do incentivizing to get people to do it. So they have this little device and they, they even reference like, oh, an Amazon Echo. It's like a first generation of what like this used to be like years and years ago. Basically, they have a monitoring device in there and the government is listening. And as couples have their like disagreements or arguments or whatever, they can get put on different levels. The first level is a level one, which is basically like, we are going to be recording 10 minutes of random conversations that you have inside your house to keep an eye on your things. Oh, and then I think it actually like, that's a zero level. Level one is they're recording everything you're saying. Level two is a person comes into your home, moves into your home. No thanks. To evaluate how you guys are doing and helping you get back on track. And third level, if you go to level three, you go to court and the court decides if you can stay married or get divorced. So like one couple is very sarcastic with each other. Like Jared and I, we are super sarcastic. We would 100% be on this like 
somebody's coming in to monitor us list. Oh my God. Uh, even though like we're happily married. So it's so it's super interesting. One of the POVs of one of the couples is um, from Jeffrey and he is one of these relationship rescuers and he's got some like dark shit with him. There's another one. It's a couple and Roxy is the female. She's trying to be a social influencer, but she's trying to do this and only cares about being famous. So what happens in the book, it starts out with this Social influencer Jem Jones dies by suicide on a live stream. And Sorry, she Jem Jones? Jem Jones. Yes. Kinda I thought like this Jim. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So she dies by suicide, but the whole mm-hmm. whole thing was that she was a big front for the marriage act. She was like up front. She was the champion for it. And then she's like, oh my God, I don't know if I should have done this. She kills herself on live stream. And then we see all the relationships as they act and react to this event that's a mm. countrywide event as they're going through their own being monitored and they're going through their smart marriage. Um yeah. and they're like I said, four different couples, four different situations. One of them does deal with dementia, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's a pretty quick situation okay. but then also just a really sad situation but it's not as triggering as i thought it was gonna yeah be. So, anyway. so yeah marriage acts i mean the top three of the his like of these ones i can't decide which one i love more so Ooh, that's worth okay. that. yeah okay cool well it sounds interesting for sure it's just so fascinating yes fascinating <laughs> for sure for sure okay okay my number two is the other misses it's about sadie and will who have moved their family from Chicago to a small town in Maine. And as soon as they move there, their neighbor Morgan is found dead in her home. Everyone is shocked, but especially Sadie, with the thought of a killer being in her backyard, especially because they just moved away from Chicago to be like, oh, we're going to live in a safe town. (laughs) It's Maine. And then like her neighbor gets murdered immediately. Yeah. Um, But it's not just Morgan's death that makes Sadie kind of panicky. It's the old house that they buy. It's kind of creepy and has decrepit decor. It has a super creepy attic. They inherited this house from Will's sister after she died. And so Will's niece, Imogene, also comes and stays with them. Mm -hmm. But she's very, like, dark and disturbed. And she has this like troubling past that starts to like affect the family because she's staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since they're new in town, obviously everyone's like super suspicious that someone just died. And so Sadie is, she's like a stay at home um, mom. So she's kind of looking into it a little bit and she's worried about, you know, what people think about her and who actually killed her neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I loved that this book, so it was told from three perspectives. I'm not going to say what they are, but they're really unique. The writing was fantastic. It kept me engaged the entire time. I really liked trying to figure out what was going on with the individual perspectives. I thought that was kind of interesting. There was parts of the ending that surprised me. There's other parts that didn't surprise me. And I was like, yeah, of course. But it was really well written. It was fast paced. It was pretty twisted. And I can see how a lot of people wouldn't see the ending coming. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I still really enjoyed it. And there was just some aspects of the book that made it really memorable. So it was good. And that was the other misses. Nice. Nice. Yeah. As funny as you're saying them, I'm like picturing covers in my head. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> She has some good covers. She does. She really does. Yeah. Okay. My uh, number two for the John Mars list is The One. 
um, which I kind of just talked about. But basically, mm. this woman comes up with a with a formula. She figures out that there is a genetic connection, like with another person that people have with each other. So one simple mouth swab is all it takes. Quick DNA test, you find your perfect partner. Literally, you're genetically made for this person. These genes are shared between or with one other person. So like I have a special gene, you have a special Wait, gene. Wait, so you're, you're related? No, no, no. Like but so like, your 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 soulmate, your genetically perfect partner has the same yeah. gene you do and you're the only uh -huh. two that have it. But if you share genes. Okay, then. well, I mean, listen, I didn't make up the book. This if is you what share genes, you're related, John Mars. So you're saying there's only one person that's perfect for you and it's your relative? It's just, yeah, well, hey, no, hey, that's the third book where I've had an issue, but okay, this is, so, no, it's not, it's not. Your soulmate is your cousin, congrats, enjoy, <laughs> be blessed. Anyway, okay. so, your partner, though, um, yeah. you can share this with just one other person, millions have taken the test, they're all desperate to find true love. But now five more people have met their match, and these are the stories that we're following. Some are shocking and deadlier than others. And your partner could be dead, alive, old, young, man, woman. Um, okay, be, now, anyway. hold on. How are they testing the DNA of the dead? So they've already would have had their test taken and in the system. So like if I go to do, like, I'm going to go do my DNA test to find my partner and my genetic match has never taken the test. It just sits in the system. Then I die and then he takes the test and then, or whoever, the person takes the test and then... Oh, well, your soulmate has already died, which is what happens to one of the characters in this book. She finds her soulmate finally, and he's already passed away. So she's like, my one person, my my soulmate, my one true partner. Cousin. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Is dead. So uh -huh. you see, like, how does she deal with that? Like, knowing that you're, like, your genetically perfect person um, well, they're is not, out there. They're not perfect if they're dead. Well, yeah, that's true. Of, but that person that you were gosh. supposed to be with is dead. Well, you weren't supposed to be with them because, again, they're dead. No, no, no. You got no. They're you're overthinking dead. it, Chelsea. They're Shut up. Dead. Shut they're dead. Okay. You're dead. So in this book, they could be dead, but they're perfect match. Anyway, so some of the couples you're seeing are like a married couple that took the test because they were like, well, let's just see if we're supposed to be together, which seems very dangerous to me Stupid. because they took it and they're not. And they're of supposed to be with other people, including one one couple is a hetero couple. And they realized that the man's perfect partner is a gay man. And they were like, oh, well, I guess that that's who my soulmate is. And so you see like this other like these relationships as they mm -hmm. build. It's just super cool watching how these relationships form where people are like, okay, I don't know anything. I find out that this person is the person I'm supposed to be with. And now we're going to meet up together. What's uh -huh. that dynamic like? Because they have no idea. They know nothing about each other. All they know is that they're supposed to be the perfect match for each other. And that, I mean, maybe your perfect match is a serial killer as one of the characters is. It's very fascinating. I really, if there are listeners out there who have read the, all of these books, Please DM me because I want to talk because there's a specific thing that happens in the one that happens in the marriage, like it's connected to the marriage act. And I have a question. I have a theory I want to discuss. So I need someone to talk to me about it. Nice. So anyway, the one, it's really great. Um, yeah. Love it. Five stars. Okay. My last book by Mary Chubica is Local Woman Missing. In this book, Love women this are book. going, right? Mm -hmm. It's so good. So good. Um, it's about women who are going missing. In the suburbs of Chicago, first it's Shelly who disappears while running, then Meredith and her six-year-old daughter go missing, 
book opens with Delilah's point of view, who is a woman who's held captive in a dark basement. She has no idea where she is. She doesn't know who her captor is or captors are. She's been locked away for years and is nearing her breaking point. All she knows is her name is Delilah Dickey. The next perspective is Meredith, 11 years earlier. So it's about her and her son, Leo, and daughter, Delilah. And Meredith is a doula and a yoga teacher who has this like perfect life. Or does she uh, <laughs> get threatening text messages saying like, you deserve to die because what you did. And so you're like, hmm, suspicious. And then another perspective from the past is Kate, who's the next door neighbor to the recently missing Meredith and Delilah. So after being close with her neighbor, she takes it really hard when they disappear and decides to start looking into their disappearances. Kate starts to learn that there's like some more secrets underneath that she didn't really know about in Meredith's life. And she's also trying to balance that relationship with being there for Meredith's husband, Josh, and their son, Leo. And then finally, the last perspective is Leo in present time, right after his long lost sister is found. So Leo has been like really lonely since his mother and sister disappeared. He's having a really hard time believing that that's his sister and she's back especially because she's nothing like she was 11 years ago ago so she's like he's like is this actually her this feels really weird so i thought the alternating perspectives gave a really comprehensive version of what happened in the past and what's happening in the present so that was awesome from the very first page the book captures you with delilah down in the basement you're like oh my gosh yeah super well written i read this book extremely fast because each chapter draws you deeper and deeper into the plot and there's a lot of suspicious characters in this book as well. So right when you think like, oh, I know what's going to happen, there's a new detail that you learn. And you're like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> it was very fast paced. It was my favorite book by her for sure, um, because the characters were relatable. They were intriguing. And I had no idea where the story was going. So I was very surprised at the end. And so Look, A Woman Missing is my number one by Mary Kubica. Nice. Yeah, that book, the ending shocked me. Right? I was like, I know. whoa, yep, didn't see that coming. Not at uh, all. Several of, the, several of the twists that happened was like, I remember very distinct memory of being like, mm. what? So I know. Yeah. There's, Excellent. She did such a good job with like yeah. not making it obvious, which mm -hmm. I really appreciated. Yeah, that yeah, was excellent. All right. Well, my number one book I have talked on the um, podcast about before I covered it in episode 51. It is The Passengers. Mm -hmm. um, this is where eight self-driving cars are set on a collision course because people are driving their or riding in their self-driving cars and the, someone hacks into the system. Um, right. This is this, terrifying. Yeah, it's absolutely freaking terrifying. And they're like at a basically a jury group that's deciding with the accidents that have happened in the last month, how many of them are actually the AI's fault, the, the self-driving yeah. car's fault, or is it the person's fault, right? So this bug, it interweaves with the other ones. Um, like in the marriage act, they were just talking about self-driving cars. And I was like, and they talk about this incident. Oh my in there. gosh. So it's really cool that that happens. Yeah. And then there is, so someone hacks the system. Well, that hacking situation becomes paramount in the Marriage Act. 
So cool. yeah, so they kind of build on each other. But to me, this is like absolutely when we're talking like horror and like being afraid, this for me is absolutely some of the scariest shit I've ever read. And these books that John Mars has written are just petrifying. So petrifying. Um, because it's all AI. It's about AI and like yeah, our which basically is terrifying. as humans, we're giving of our freedom over to computers and robots and technology and it's terrifying no that's so freaky yeah and it's not like it's not gonna happen like i mean it's actually speculative fiction is like could potentially happen this is what's happening it's happening it's so scary it is really Um, scary yeah so yeah like i'm like i'm getting upset here because i'm just so scared it's okay don't buy Tesla. It's okay. I know. Hell no. No buying Teslas. But anyway, so these, this is again, same kind of format. We're seeing all these different point of views, the way that he writes these books. Like I'm not going into characters because every character's, they don't even go, they just like go all the way through. Sometimes they go halfway through the book and then they're dead or something has happened or like, oh, it's just like all these different things happen with the way that this is written and you're following all of the different stories, but they all intertwined together in just like the most magical way i just i think he is a brilliant writer and the storytelling capabilities here and bringing in all of those different components from all the different books just blows my mind and anyway the passengers is my top pick although i do love them all five stars so yeah that one sounds the scariest out of all of them so scary so scary it's literally like i think i've told you this before where jared has been like well i won't understand why we can't we get this car and i'll be like have you read the passengers no no you haven't like you wouldn't understand you don't know no (laughs) never though absolutely Never. never yeah anyway I'm very excited because I've seen, I've really read one Mary Kubica um, and okay. I've seen the other three. Now I'm like, okay, now I just need to, I'm going to take the jump. I'm going to do it. At least you read the number one. That's what Oh, yeah. Look, oh, yeah. look what I'm missing. So good. Yeah. So good. Just like if I was going to read John Mars, I would start with The Passengers because yeah. number one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Mm. Yeah. Um, so well, if anyone wants to reach out to us on Instagram, you can reach us at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod. You should also probably reach out to Olivia because I don't know if you heard what she said, but she has theories. So I have theories. I really need to talk Please. to someone about this. DM her at <laughs> Olivia Day Wallace because yes. she needs this right yes. now. Please. <laughs> Please. I have fear. I like wrote down notes of my theories so that when this time happens, when someone else has read this, I have to yeah. I, like I'm ready to go. She's ready to I'm go. Let's like, it to me. I have theories. I have questions. She has theories and questions. So please, or if John Mars, if you're listening, you can also DM her. I mean, um, because she has theories and questions. I have so. a lot of, you need to clarify some things. Yeah. So Apparently please. you need to clarify the genetic situation in the one. So that's one Here's question. Are I they cousins my question. or no? <laughs> please DM me at Thriller Book Babe and say they're not cousins. And here's why. I won't accept a they're not cousins without a reason, though. I need to know. I need to know the, the genomes and the science and the just blood tests. That go of course you do. Course so you please, do. please do that for me. Love thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, and found something new you want to pick up. And if you need to kill some time, what should they do, Chelsea? Uh, They should read a filler. Bye. Bye. Bye.